The podcast you are about to listen to is explicit and may not be suitable for children. Some content may be triggering and graphic. These stories are real. And as we all know, real can sometimes be hard to look at. However, it is necessary for healing and growth. Welcome to Stumbling Through Enlightenment. I'm Jason. And I am Lori. And I'm Edward. Every day we are working through our shit. And today we invite you to work through some of yours with us. Let me give you a quick rundown of what we're going to do in today's episode. The first part of the episode is where Ed, Lori, and I talk about what's going on in our day-to-day lives and where you'll be able to hear how we support each other's growth. During the second portion, Lori, Ed, and I will have a deep dive discussion topic ranging from self-awareness, metaphysics, mental health, personal discovery, and much more. During the third portion of the show, we're going to do a segment called Off the Rails. This is the funnier side of the podcast, where we talk about Lori's trippy dreams, top 10 lists, and all the weird and wild things we come up with along the way. So guys, how's everybody doing this week? Good. Good. It's been a good week. Yeah? What you been up to? Oh... Just enjoying the sun. Yeah. It's been so bright. Um, and we went done a long road trip the other day, which was a whole lot of fun. Um, said goodbye to an old friend who's been living in my basement for a long time. I got rid of a uh, um, person's ashes that I oh, had to uh, agree to get rid of for forever ago. Yeah. So um, said goodbye to him and... Just had a beautiful day. I mean, we didn't go anywhere, obviously, because you can't go in anywhere. <laughs> right. right. Um, you know, you can't eat anywhere. Like, there's there's nothing you can do. So, I mean, we had a bunch of snacks and just went for a long drive. And we all got out in the sun and everybody was happy. That's nice. Even my, you know, my 13-year-old was <laughs> elbowing my 9-year-old. And, mm-hmm. like, I mean, they were getting along. and Nice. Yeah, it, was, it was a really good... I it saw some pictures from, from the day, and it looked like yeah. you guys were having a blast. Oh, we did. It's like a long picnic when you do that, when you just That's have exactly the snacks. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. And we, you know, there's this um, there's this place that we were trying. Okay, so where we went, everything was closed. Yeah. Right? Everything was closed. <clears throat> so there was only this one part of the park that we could get into because it was essentially a turnaround. And not many people really know what it is. Right. So I think they just left it that way to be turned around in. Or for people to park mm-hmm. and then walk up to a beach that's closer to there. But it's right. still like we're talking a two, probably three mile hike yep. to get to the beach, which is more than my ass is going to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but there's this other part where like you park and then you can go over the bluff mm-hmm. and there's a trail. And the trail leads down to these cliffs. And the cliffs have this really I don't I don't want to call it a trail. It's not a trail. It's it's a it's a passable area. Okay. So they have this passable area to be able to get down to the beach beyond the cliffs. Oh nice. And then if you know what you're looking for, you can walk backwards toward where you've come from, but down on the beach, and you can find a huge cave. Oh, so cool. But the cave is only accessible at low tide, 
We were there two hours after low tide, and it wasn't accessible. Oh. So, I mean, it was was four or five inches of water from from accessible. Yeah. Right? There's this one stone you have to be able to step on Uh to then get into it. And if that stone's underwater, it's pretty much a no-go, you know? And you'll want to know the tides, right? Because you don't want to get caught in that cave. Right. Well, and we went there. We went there hoping that we'd get there in time, but we mm-hmm. didn't. So, yeah, we were two hours late, but the kids got to see inside of it, which was really cool. Yeah. Because they had never seen it before. Um, and it's one of those kind of little treasures that nobody really knows about yeah. that, you know, we can we could find. So Now I want to go. Yeah. I want to see this. Yeah. Well, this see, cool. and that's a good reason to go back again, you know. Well, yeah, we yeah. Get in, see. My wife and I have been there a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've been in the cave. So cool. It was really cool. And, I mean, it's not like it's, you know, three miles deep. But right. But it's, it's a cave cave as opposed to, like, you know, we see caves all the time. But right. they're just, they're not really interesting. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? they're, they're just like a... A little hole in the rock, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. But this one, you go way back into it. You can climb up around it. It's got a bunch of tide pools in it because the ocean's in oh. there half the time. Oh, um, so there's all kinds of little, you know, like sea creatures. Yeah, and stuff. it's oh, that's fun. Cool. Yeah, no, it is. It's it's a really cool place to go. It's yeah. a very magical feeling. Yeah, oh, I definitely want to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah you'll be happy so, yeah, to go that's back what again. We did. That sounds like a lot of fun. That's what we did. Tons it was a blast. Of fun. It was Tons a blast. of fun. I've had a pretty productive week. I've been doing all kinds of stuff. Um, we got a, we just ordered a new living room set, as you both know. So mm-hmm. that's going to be coming Tuesday. I was all excited because he said, oh, yeah, we'll bring it Monday. And I was like, okay, good. you know. And he's like, all right, between two and three, I'll be there. And then he let us know, oops, forgot. Monday's a holiday. Right, right. We're not open. So, yeah, we're not open. So we'll see, see you Tuesday, which is working out okay because... <laughs> see you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I mean, it's working out all right, because it's given me more time to do stuff. But, um, yeah, so we've got that going on. We're pretty close to having the room ready for primer. There's only a little tiny bit of touch-up for the mud. Yeah. And then we'll be priming it. Um, Is that, no, that's the living room, or is that the shop? That's the shop. Okay. So that's almost ready for primer. Um, The living room's going to have a whole new feel, even though I haven't painted that yet. Yeah. We've totally rearranged everything. Everything's different. Awesome. Got rid of old stuff, brought in different stuff. Uh, We've got a guy that we're meeting with tomorrow that checking out some glass jewelry cases. Oh, nice. For the displays for the shop. Oh. Yeah. Do you want that cabinet? Yeah. You'd have to clean it up. Yeah, well, or I... Or, like, a shop. I have the technology. I got <laughs> soap and water and all that stuff, yeah. That would be cool. Do you really want to get rid of that? I know that that's, I like... I think I need to. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got tons of crystals in there. Mm-hmm. But every time I look at it, I don't like that they're in there. I don't want them out in the house. Mm. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, if you really, really want it... And then, of course, if you ever decide that you want it back... <laughs> you can always have that. I, I don't ever take things back. Yeah, never, but, I don't look backwards. Right, right that's right, true. Absolutely. That's true. But, yeah, I know when it's something sentimental, it's sometimes like, yeah. oh, shoot, why did oh, I do I've that? I've been getting rid of tons of shit. It feels good, doesn't it? Tons of shit. I've been getting rid of tons of shit. It's, we have been, too. It, feel, it just feels yeah. good. I know when the, when the um, 
when the year changed, I was going through some some stuff, and I needed to unpack. Like I had just moved in, and I needed to unpack everything and get everything going. And I purged so much stuff that I'd been holding on to for yeah. a while. And then there was stuff that I just I didn't wasn't quite ready to let go of. But now with spring coming. I want to go through back all of that stuff and like there's bric-a-brac and and yeah. uh, you know little little figurines like that you know of terracotta or whatever that people have made or that I've done or whatever and I just I have no real want for it anymore you know I mean yeah. it's cute I mean I might put it up on like I don't know like Craigslist or something because there are people that collect things like that and it's yeah. cute and whatnot but really there's most of that stuff is just like I've been holding on forever because I've been holding on to like parts of my childhood yeah. or yeah. or the the person that if I can even remember who gave it to me that type thing yeah you know but it's ready to go but I got rid of a lot of big stuff during that time and it was very freeing it was very freeing. it's so freeing we've been <clears throat> ditching stuff for, I don't know well, what would you say, Jason? I've been telling you about my big cleanouts for at least four years. Like, oh, yeah. Stuff, oh, that, yeah. <clears throat> stuff that I didn't think I'd get rid of, and I've like gotten rid of it. And But I kept other stuff. Yeah, and yeah. then like the next year, I kind of get rid of that and get rid of that, and we're That's getting rid I'm of a lot. It's good. Is that I keep layering, getting rid of. Yeah. And then there's another layer that I'm now willing to get rid of. Yeah. There's another layer. It's that like I'm the queue. You know, yeah. they move up. You, you're not quite ready yet, but yeah. but but then that's the next one in line, and they're like, okay, now I'm good now, and I can yeah. get rid of that. Yeah. Shit. yeah. It feels yeah. good, and it changes. It shifts the energy of the whole house. It's like, yeah. it feels so fresh. You know, it's yeah. like oh. It just feels good, even when it's stuff that you don't see. Like, right. it's stuff that's in the cupboards of the closet, so you don't even open that right. much. Just knowing that it's not there anymore. Yeah, it's gone. It just feels so good. Yeah. It really does. Speaking of, like, I mean, this is kind of where we're talking about how Lori and I are doing this physically. Mm-hmm. But you've kind of been doing this emotionally. Right. A lot, Ed. So... So you've been clearing house. Yeah. Um, so... The the week has been really good. Like you, you got both have mentioned, it's been beautiful and sunny. So I've actually been able to do a lot more. I actually went mining for the first time uh, this week, which has been really really cool. Awesome. And um and I'm getting out for more walks. And on my walks, I'm I'm listening to this this book, Healing the Shame That Binds You. And um, you know, so I'm finally now out of the chapter of or out of the the part of it that is absolutely horrid <laughs> yeah. um, that's intensely all about the shame this is and how we're pieces. all fucked up yeah. right exactly and I just have now moved into the second part which is about the recovery piece Yeah. and uh, was it Thursday? Thursday Thursday I had just gotten into pieces of it and, and I'm, I'm reading it and I'm going or listening to it and I'm going through it and I identified a few pieces, specifically some abandonment issues and this love space um, from my childhood and uh, and seeing it, how it has affected my entire life all the way here where I right now I feel very stuck. So I'll explain a little bit about that, too. So, yeah, um, you know, growing up. I was told I was loved, but there were so many conditions on it. It was always, you know, I'm, you're loved, I love you, but at the same time, I want you to be like this. Oh, this is not good. You're not okay. You're a bad person because you feel this way. And these were normal, you know, developmental pieces for me. You know, like as a, as a boy, I was, um, uh, competitive and, and for my mother, that was not okay. Right. You know, and because of her trauma, uh, and her past stuff, you know, that that was really not okay for her to be like she would just stop playing 
with me, you know, if, if I became competitive because that was not okay. She and felt she, that to be unsafe. That was completely unsafe for her. So I love you, but don't be a boy. Right. You know, right. uh, and then when sexuality, you know, as I, as I was going through puberty and stuff, um, and stuff. <laughs> well, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. There is a lot of stuff with <laughs> that. You know, when I was going through puberty, you know, growing up in a very Catholic, uh, centered household. And then of course, yeah. again, with, with the trauma that my mother went through, but then also like the stuff that my father went through and my parents were split. So I was getting yeah. two different messages all the time. My father was more of like, be a man, yeah. you know, uh, a man's man type thing. And my mother was like, no, don't be a man. And wow. so both of them telling me that they love me, but both of them putting very heavy conditions on it. And what that created from, well, and, and and total contrary, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. For mom to love me, I can't be who dad needs. For dad to love me, and for dad to love me, I can't be who mom needs. For mom to love me, exactly. that was probably the beginning of you learning how to put on a mask I, for every environment. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm when you started coping that way. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, I doing some of this work. I it was a lot sooner than that. like it was a lot longer ago than that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so. You know, I, I'm I'm stuck, and you know this is this is really where this piece is for me. That you know, no matter what I do, I can't do anything with my life, or I don't feel like I can react or act in any specific way and still receive love. And uh, there's a lot of pain there. There is a lot of pain there. Mm, there, yeah. There is a lot of hurt, and uh, so looking at it, going from there and then becoming an adult and moving all the way forward, um, one of the, the practices is to to sit there and um, and and find your opposites, you know, find find, you know, relive those scenes, but then find the scenes where the opposite of true is when you felt love, when right. you, you know. And I looked back and I couldn't feel it anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's not that it didn't exist, so No, I I totally relate to that. Yeah. yeah. So Thursday I woke up, I went to work, and I was just I was just completely not overcome. It wasn't overwhelming, but there was definitely this this huge sadness that I was carrying. And you know, I, I checked into work. I, I relieved the person that was there. Um, my participants weren't really up and going, and so like for an hour, hour and a half, I I was just walking around doing the things that I needed to do, but like teary eyed and crying, and you know, in in where it was appropriate, where you know, like not around right. my participants, but um, allowing and validating your feelings. Well, and that's the thing, you know. I mean, I, I'm at work. And so the mm-hmm. first thing to I want to do is to shut it down. But at the same time, I know at this moment that if I do that one more time, I'm fucked. Yeah. You know, I can't continue to do this. Right. So I allowed myself to feel it as much as I could and still make it appropriate for work. And I felt it all day. And then when I went out for my walk, I continued to feel it and I continued yeah. to work through it. Um, and then the next day I, I worked on, on pulling in that, that love. And like I know... There are spaces and there are people in my entire life and in my history that have absolutely loved me, but I have such a disconnect from that because it was never safe to accept love because the love 
was always like for my parents and whatnot, the love was always very conditional or it came with a trap involved, right. you know? So, well, it, one of the things that, that, um, that just came up when you were talking was that justification. I know there were people that loved me, mm-hmm. right? But in, you know, our first episode, we talk about this and whether there are people that love you or not is, is irrelevant. Right. Completely. Yeah. It's completely irrelevant. It's how you felt. Right. How you felt loved. And there have been tons of people in my life that have loved me that I never felt love from. Because yeah. I wasn't feeling loved. Right. 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 So in in what you're talking about, I wonder... So there's a couple of things. Mm-hmm. So when you're describing your sadness... Yep. It's a long, drawn-out thing, right? Yeah. So that tells me that there's ego involved somewhere in there, right? Because you were not able to feel it and move through it, like, sick, you know, in and out, like a wave. Yeah. It's been sustained. So what do you think that ego piece is in there? What part of you is not willing to accept your sadness? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um... Wow, that's a this is this is always the fun part about this work, you know, when somebody says, Oh well what about this? And you're like, Well no no no, I'm just happy and comfortable being in this <laughs> right here. Like yeah. I'm really good just feeling something right now, other right. than like, you know, pure bliss and joy, because that's what we always go for. Right. Um, well and and you know, our feelings if we get stuck in them, right. it's comfortable because we know how to stay in them. Right, right. exactly. Um I I don't know what part of me is is stuck in that spot. Yeah. You know, I know that there is a fear. So, like, when I went back through through some different people in my life, like, even you guys, you know, I know that you love me. I yeah. I am... Shit tons, yeah. We yeah. love you shit tons. You know, and, and the things that, that, that you guys have done to support me over the time, or even just, mm. you know, during working through this podcast, I've had to, like, reprogram my thought to allow myself to not just be pissed off about it. Because you're only doing it because, you know, and you had talked about this, Jason, <laughs> yeah. at one point in time. You know, <clears throat> you're just doing it just to placate me, you know, like yeah. or whatever. Um, or not to piss me off or whatever it is. But uh, so, you know, there is a fear to accepting that peace and to accepting that, that connection piece. So I can just stay in the sadness, then I don't have to connect. I don't have to... I don't know. Does that make sense? How do you feel about the person that you first described? Like me as a person that I first described? Yeah, you described you in two different ways there. How do you feel about the person that you first described? How do you feel about the person that was... um, Questioning. Unwilling or... Uh, questioning the sincerity. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, I I don't know. Like if me questioning the sincerity of everybody's love. Yeah. Um, How do you feel about yourself for doing? That? I'm angry about that. Yeah. I'm I'm angry. Oh, this is good. Okay, so yeah, so uh, I did feel anger when I first started dealing with this, and that anger got flipped from being angry righteously at at my parents for putting me through this and it has i yeah it's been flipped in on me 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's where this is. Yeah. Cause You're I was avoiding anger. I'm avoiding mm-hmm. anger. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was really angry at my mom and dad, uh, on Thursday when I was doing this, when I was dealing with this, yeah. you know, and during work, I, it, I maintained that, f- the feeling of sadness because I was trying not to, I was trying to keep it, but not experience experience because I had to work. Right. And of course it's a 12 hour shift. So, you know, right. so that's a long right. time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that towards the end of that day, I was angry with my mom and dad, specifically my mom, but my mom and dad both for, for yeah. putting me in this space. And then Friday, I worked through that that feeling of love, which was great. That was a wonderful exercise, yeah. you know, realizing that, that that people are doing this because they really love and and work on accepting that. But that I think scared me so much that I flipped that script, and so now it was angry. I'm angry at me for not being right. able to do that, right? Just normally, like yeah, like I people people feel loved and that I am jealous of them right now you know they can accept that into their lives and I can't I I mean and I am fucking livid yeah. I know it doesn't necessarily sound it in my voice but I am I mean yeah. I'm close to tears at the moment too I'm like I am fucking livid that I was robbed of that for 30 years of my life yeah you know, all of these people in my life that love me and I can't feel it and I can't connect to them on that level. And I don't know what that's like. Yeah. You know, not really. There have been a few moments maybe that I'm okay with, but as soon as those moments are over, my ego comes in and justifies them and says, well, they really didn't. Right. You know, they really didn't love you. They really don't care about you at all. No one really cares about you. The only one who cares about you is me and I keep you safe in pain. I can relate to that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, anger turned mm-hmm. inward often becomes depression. Right. Yeah. Which is sustained sadness. Which is sustained. sustained sadness. So, I mean, at some point, that work around loving, you know, yourself for being the person that couldn't accept love. Right. Is, is going to be foundational. And, and also allowing myself to feel worthy enough of that to be angry with the people who helped create that for me. Yes, absolutely. Righteously, yeah. Righteously yeah. indignatious, which is, you know, righteously angry about that. Because right. that, and, and, to, and to be able to, I don't want to say sustain that, but to be able to actually be there and not... That's the hardest part. Try to tame it down, right? Because right. you have a couple of things... excuse me, that always plays into that, the guilt for being mad at your parents. Yeah, well, that's it, yeah. Because they they teach you to feel very guilty if, if, you know, you think bad of them because they gave up so much for you. Right. Usually. Hold on, hold on. on. We teach ourselves that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't teach us that. Right, they don't teach us that. We, as little infants, say, okay, without them, we're dead. Right. So one of them has to be our attachment. Right, Right, right. So... I mean, we teach ourselves yes. that because to survive, you have to have that. You have to have you that. You have to have that person right. that you can trust. So that you makes know, you, you feel guilty. Choosing your mother. Right. Yeah. You know, so with your mother, you're probably going to have more guilt than you would with your father. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. I mean, that that makes complete sense to uh, to me. But yeah. I think, I, I want to be clear that it's, it's, it's us that choose that person. Yes. Yeah. It's not that person asking to be chosen. Right. 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 It's not that parent asking to be chosen. 
but it's something we have to do, right? Yeah. It's not. It's a. It's a choice that we make instinctively. It's not a conscious choice. Yeah. Because that instinctive choice comes from being very, very, very young. Yeah, yeah. I know that we. I mean, without it, we die, and and <laughs> we choose what we consider the best op- option. Right. You know, yeah. in that moment, but with you know, everybody being fucked up in the world, um, <laughs> you know, the best option is going to fuck us up. I mean, we don't know that then. I mean, necessarily, we're just trying to, we're trying to get that love. We need that connection of some right. sort. And the hope is that that connection will be some sort of, like, actual healthy mirror. Right. And, and they're not. Right. You know, they're, they're not. They're dealing with their own crap. And, and right. since they are looking to be parented themselves, they don't know how to parent and Absolutely. they don't know how to connect on that level. And and our logical mind always knows this. And that's why the guilt also plays in right. because right. we know our parents' story. Right. Right. You know, so that's, we feel guilty for being righteously angry at them. Right. Because yeah. they were victims. Yeah. Too. Yeah. But ultimately, I mean, you need to own your own story. Yeah. Right. You need, you need mm-hmm. to own your own place in your own life. And that's looking from your perspective. Yeah. And not from your parents' perspective. Yeah. Right. But from your perspective. Well, and when we have somebody that is not a good mirror, they don't own their own feelings, so we don't know how to own our own feelings. Right. You know, we're not worth I'm not worthy enough to own my own feelings. It's not okay for me to be angry. It's not okay for me to be angry at you. It's not okay for me to be angry at, at Lori. It's not okay for me to be angry at my parents, for Christ's sake. That's definitely not okay because anytime that came out, I got right. bludgeoned to death, you know, right. spiritually, you know, but it's some, same, and sometimes it's physically, same, you know. You know. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So staying in that, that worthiness space, yeah. and that's, that's, I think that's a lot of, that came up within the work that I was doing over the last couple of days, that, that yeah. worthy trying to be, feel and understand that I am worthy of not only accepting that love, but also uh, accepting the ability to be angry and, and be okay with that, yeah. you know, and be hurt, but uh, yeah. not, not be hurt, but, you know, to experience that, so... That is the work. It's a lot of work, yeah. yeah. Buckle up for this segment of Off the Rails. So today we're going to talk about some uh, urine therapy. Okay. What does everybody think of that, urine therapy? Well, what is it? Well, why do you know about it? <laughs> why do I know about it? Because Jason. <laughs> you can't bring it back to Jason. You can't bring it because back to Jason. Because Jason printed <laughs> off the top 10 weird health therapies and urine oh, therapies yeah. on yeah. there. Yeah. So do you do urine therapy? I I don't, but I know a story of someone who used urine. Okay, well let, let let's let's discuss what it actually is first. Like like I okay. gotta know because. So urine is considered a miraculous curative in many parts of the world. Like human urine. Well, this urine, urine, any type of urine, I guess will do. Peace, pee. Right? I mean, well, I guess. No, I don't think so. (laughs) I would rather have my pee on me than yours. Right, absolutely. I agree with that statement Uh. 100%. (laughs) Yeah, if somebody pees on me, I'm going to be really mad. I, yeah. uh, Golden shower. Yeah, Yeah, that's. Yeah. 
Okay. In some pockets of China, it is used as a baby's face wash to protect the skin. Wow. In India... Who needs Purell when you've got urine? <laughs> in India, it even got a brand ambassador, the country's prime minister, to attribute it to his good health by, I guess, drinking a pint of oh this daily. It doesn't specifically uh, say yeah. that he drank it, but it said... Attributed his good Hopefully health it was fresh. to a daily pint of urine. Oh my god. <laughs> well, the minute it hits the air, it becomes very non sterile. So I was just I was wondering about that. I was like, yeah. I know that people say it's sterile, but I'm like, uh, I Until know. it comes out of you. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Well, Bear Grylls drinks his pee all the time. Uh, You've yeah. seen that guy, right? Like yeah. he goes in the desert and he like pees on something and then drinks it. And they, yeah, and they say if you're lost at sea, don't drink the salt water, drink your own pee. Ugh. Uh, but wouldn't you like? Okay, so let's play this out. Right. Okay. <laughs> so I'm in a boat out in the middle of the sea. I start with a gallon of liquid. Right. Make this easy. Okay. Start with a gallon of liquid. I pee. A Probably bit. what, like three quarters of a gallon, right? Because right? the rest yeah. of it three quarters of a gallon you lost in like your sweat and shit. It's got to yeah. go somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So then I drink three quarters of a gallon. I mean, eventually, it's not going to take long for me be, to be down to no pee. Well, right. I mean, obviously, it's a short-term solution. And you're hoping that you get found. But what if it's a Gilligan situation? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that's a long time to live well, off of your own pee. Yeah. Well, and on top of that, think about all of the impurities and, and like, the, the shit that's in the urine. You're, like, all of the... Yeah, the it stuff that you're filtering the shit out. I know, out yeah. Of the other hole. yeah. Right, yes, yes, it comes out the way. Well, I guess if you squeeze that, you could. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Jeez. If you squeeze that wide, <laughs> it would take out the moisture and you might be able to fill a cup. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> yes. Okay, that just got way too gross. <laughs> you, you asked. Ew. <laughs> I know, that's. That's a definite ooh. But, I mean, all, like, right. all of the impurities in the urine, you know, they're going to reconcentrate in your body and reconcentrate in your body. Right. Because, so, they, you know. they claim you're supposed to drink it as soon as you pee it. Well, I would imagine you don't. <laughs> all I can see is you don't I think you like should, a bottle of wine. I think you should, you know. situations where you're, you know, you're, well, like, you're sitting I, yeah, trying you, to pee in your own mouth. You would, like... <laughs> you go under the hull of the ship and they're like... Here is my 1949. <laughs> when I got lost at sea. In the banks. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and this... here is my 1843. Yes. Yes, that comes from a famous person. Yeah. Yes. It's been aging for 200 years. <laughs> 200 years. It's quite brown at this point. Oh, God. Oh, God. There's barely anything left in the bottle. It's yeah. just a little drip. Right, right. There's a... a... A British comedy that I don't remember the whole the whole piece of it, but it's the Black Adder, and uh, he comes back from this long sea voyage, and they had drunk all of these the, the wine flasks, and and yeah. then they had to pee in them for some reason. And so the guy that he hates, like the chancellor, is like, did you bring back anything for me from the new land? He's like, yes, this, <laughs> this, oh, this new beverage. It's, you, know, it's, you know, and he hands it to him. And that's all oh, I can think of. that's gross. <laughs> that is so gross. That's gross. Okay, so people are using this to heal themselves. Apparently, so. yeah. So So you have a friend that peed them, or they use <laughs> urine to heal themselves. So this is funny. This goes way back to when I was a, when I was a kid. My friend's mom 
was pretty old when she had her. She was like 44. So her idea was pretty dated, right? Mm-hmm. She would be 94 today if she were alive. Yeah. So we're all sitting around the table. I, I think we were about 12 or 13 and we're talking and I have freckles. My whole family has freckles. Oh, no. Yeah. And so it came out during this conversation. You should see my friend's face. So her mother said, well, Dawn Marie doesn't ever doesn't have freckles because when Dawn she... Dawn Marie. Yeah. She goes, <laughs> because when she was a baby, every time she wet, I would take her diaper and wipe it on her face. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus, and, the look oh, on your face. Oh, right I can't now. get my jaw off the floor. And so... <laughs> That's horrifying, not to mention finding out in front of all your friends. (laughs) So I think Dawn looked about like you just did, and we were just like, what? (laughs) And Grace is like, no, it works. And she's like, no, it doesn't. I have freckles, Mom. (laughs) And, and, And I said, can't you, like, if, I said, number one, what's wrong with freckles? And number two, like, can't you get the... Like, doesn't how, lemon juice supposed to that? How about number three? Like, what reasonable person thinks, I'll take the diaper off the baby and shove it in their face? And wipe her face with it. I mean, that's oh, traumatic for funny. me. Like, I am just, like, I am I am so, traumatized just even thinking about that. That's so, so a bad. definite old wives' tale, yeah. you Could know? Could you imagine just sitting around and having something like that just come out of your mother's mouth <laughs> that you've um, never heard before? Yes, actually. And I, I things like that have happened in my past. My mother was never very good with boundaries as far as things like that so you know she'd be yelling across the you know across the store when I was like what 13 14 in the fragile teenage years going do you need any new underwear or you know something like that you know oh yeah it was bad 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 so yeah that's that's why why I'm like traumatized even thinking about this that's great well we were she and I just sat there looking at Grace like what the fuck of course we weren't gonna (laughs) say it to her about what the fuck and then she's like yeah everybody knows that we were probably like 12 or 13 that would have been awesome if you (laughs) We're like, yeah, right. <laughs> you're all we're like 12 or 13 years. What the uh, fuck? Yeah, we would have both gotten up across the table with but... pee. <laughs> right, right. She Maybe with it pee. Right right. Over you guys. Oh god. Oh, so god. she's like, oh, everybody knows that, and everybody does it. Okay. And I was so, like, whoa. <laughs> is there anything actually out there about pee that? Suggest that this might be an accurate way to, you know, to use it to heal yourself. Like, I mean, they do tan hides with pee. They do, right? Yep. Right. So it must have some sort of, I don't know what the hell it does. I, I've never tanned a hide. It's, so. so it's an acid. Uh, urine is an acid. and it's Athlete's it's, foot. Right. It's uric acid. There's a bunch of other different pieces to it, too. Right. Um, which is why uh, it's... A unique you acid. You said uric acid because this is urine, uric. Yeah, it's probably what it is, right? Am I wrong? Let's look it up. But that's why it, that's, it makes the softest hides for that, you know, and it's because and of the acidity. Because of and because of the specific acid. The other acid that they will often use is uh, tannic acid, which they used to get from like um, red oak uh, acorns and stuff like that. But. Um, I did say uric acid because it's urine. Now, like uh, now, 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 I'm sitting here going, "It's like I'm waiting for you to look it up." Because I'm like, "Is that right? Is yeah. that not right? I think that's right. I don't know." Well, I know that in Vietnam. Oh, I'm not. I'm not even looking that. Oh, I thought you would. No. I, need I know, to know these no, things. Jason. The benefits of urine. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know in Vietnam the guys used to get like foot rot from being out in the bush, and yeah. getting wet feet, 
And what they were told to do back then to help with that was to pee on their feet. Now, uh, whether or not that's another old wives' okay, tale... Okay, well, this, Google just kind of kills it right away, so... Um, why is urine good for you? Okay. Google says, well, it probably isn't. <laughs> There's no... I don't understand. Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, oh, Google's talking now. All right. So it says there's no scientific evidence to support claims that drinking urine is beneficial. On the contrary, research suggests that drinking urine can introduce bacteria, toxins, and other harmful substances into your bloodstream. Yeah. So essentially, like your stomach can handle it, but whatever you're drinking in might not be good for your blood once it gets through the stomach. Yeah. Right. All right. Now, see, that makes sense to me, and everything else would be an old wives' tale, like right. just some convoluted story. I mean, story. Like, it's like playing with shit. I mean, why, like, th- okay, this is where I start with this, mm-hmm. okay? Yep. <laughs> I have never been compelled to take my bodily fluids uh-uh. and experiment with them. No. <laughs> right? I but some, no, me either. No. There's lots of body parts I've done that with. Right. But <clears throat> none of the body fluids. Right. Okay? <laughs> so maybe that's just like part of who I am versus I mean because there are people out there that do like the ship they, they like that they call it scat play there's so like you know there's this whole thing that they sing in the kink community yeah mm-hmm. don't yuck on my yum right you I know guess, what I mean but, yeah wow. like just because I like it doesn't mean you have to like oh, it oh no right. yeah, yeah it's, it's right. all fine and and that's the thing I mean maybe none of us feel that connection but I mean it had to have come from somewhere like yeah. where does somebody think dipping the dead skin of a cow in pee is gonna help it be better Right. Well, you know what I mean. Like, right. Yeah. Where does where 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 do some of these connections come from? It must be f- way further back. Yes. Right. So I can I can actually give you that one. Oh, that's awesome. I can actually give you that one. So there was a, a comic book that I used to read, and they would tan the hides, and the the tanner had buried the hides. So like you have to have them cure in the acid. You yeah. Know, whatever it is. So they buried the hides. And this this character had changed the tree. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. You just said something. I don't know what you're talking about, so I'm just going to see if I can yeah, clarify. Absolutely. So you said they still use the pee to cure the hides, but they buried them. So what is that process? Like, I imagine, I imagined putting the, the skin in, like, a barrel with a bunch of pee. Right. So before all of that was a thing, yeah. what, what the way that t- hides were tanned would you would... Uh, soak them in the in the acid, and it used to be tannic acid. Yeah, and then you would bury it, and you would let it cure. Okay, so the curing would happen in the soil. In the soil, that would be the oxygen-free environment yeah. for the curing. Yeah. Okay, I get you. So, as the story went in the comic book, this <laughs> this elf then decided to start peeing where the the hides had been, unbeknownst to him. So he would pee there every day, and they were the softest pelts available and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Right? So I looked into this because I thought it was kind of funny. But this is basically what had happened. It was an accident in the beginning, and and she had drawn inspiration from that space. Wow. So, So essentially somebody peed over top of a curing hide. Right. And it had a better result. And it had a better result. So. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank hmm. God you know a lot about bodily fluids. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, I don't know. We appreciate your fantasies about pee. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
We're open to whatever you need. Yum. And Ed is red again. Oh, so red. Oh, so red. Even your ears are red, right? Right? Absolutely. Oh, my God. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Remember, you can always reach out to us through our Facebook page at Stumbling Through Enlightenment. Follow us on Twitter at Stumbling, T-H-R-O-U, 2. Go to our website to check out more episodes and information about us personally. That is stumblingthroughenlightenment.squarespace.com. You can also reach out to us directly at stumblingthroughenlightenment at gmail.com. That's it for today. Have a great week.